Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm here today with my friend and colleague, Jill Annabelle. How are you today, Jill? Hi, doing well. Good. I, I got a question for you. Ready? Uh, you always do. Here we go. Uh-huh. Now, I, I think I know the answer to this, but um, we'll, see, we'll see what you say. Jill, do you like to talk about yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't mind talking about myself. I like asking other people questions about their lives, but I don't mm-hmm. mind. I truly don't mind. Some people get really nervous talking about themselves. I don't mind. Yes. Yes. Some people do and have a really hard time doing a self-introduction and, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of an art form. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a fine line between sounding like a, you know, like a, <laughs> a narcissist and, you know, having a really good grasp on, on who you are and what you do. (laughs) Yes. I don't like introducing myself and doing the formal introduction stuff, but I don't, I also overshare about my family as everyone is learning on this podcast. So (laughs) you're right. It's a, it's a fine line. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Well, okay. Today's podcast is actually going to be about communication. And so we're going to circle back to this idea of people having to talk about themselves in just a few minutes. Most Catholic schools, and you can tell me what your school calls this, but most Catholic schools have something called a Catholic accommodation plan or a student support plan or something that is specific to their school. So Mm -hmm. it's the plan that they develop if they have a 504 or an IEP or a, a psychoeducational eval document from a family and the school adapts it. And so they have a name for it, right? Do you Mm -hmm. have a name for yours? Yep. A student accommodation agreement. And it's a diocese wide paperwork trail that was vetted through lawyers. Yeah. And you know, a lot of, I'm finding that a lot of times it it is whatever they call it in the diocese, but it's Mm -hmm. different from diocese to diocese, right? Yeah. Okay. So this specific idea is coming from Jennifer Cole at Seton Catholic Prep in Chandler, Arizona. And after about a year in her role as the learning resource coordinator at her school, she changed the way that she was running the beginning of the year meetings with parents and students who have those support plans. And she also borrowed and adapted an idea from another colleague. So I, you know, I, I love how that works and that that's actually Mm -hmm. the purpose of this podcast. Let's keep it going, you know? So the person that she borrowed from her name is Lori Fox and she works at North Valley Christian Academy. So this is kind of a conglomeration of ideas from a couple of professionals in that support role. Okay. Great. Um, There's a lot of sharing going on here. We love that, but there's absolutely no reason to reinvent the wheel. So Mm -mm. why not? Okay. So These meetings include the items that you would expect, of course. So review of the student's testing results or diagnosis or an explanation of how it impacts learning or presents in the classroom, a rundown of accommodations, who is responsible for what, the teachers have responsibilities, parents have responsibilities, and then the student also has responsibilities. She's at a high school. So Mm -hmm. of course, the students are always part of those meetings. The unique part of it is that the student does a short presentation on his or her learning profile. Wow. And Jennifer shared with me this beautifully designed template of PowerPoint slides that have spaces for the student to add information in. And the boxes say, I learn best when. It's hard for me when my areas of strength are, my areas of growth are. And then they also add a photo of themselves that they like. And this is presented to the parents and the teachers. And so the student 
participates in the meeting in that way and talks about, this is how I learned. This is what I'm proud of. This is what I struggle with. It's so beautifully laid out. So when you start with prayer, when you start that meeting with a prayer Mm -hmm. and you have the student talking about him or herself and, and really humanizing their learning process, and then you jump into the rest of it with those details, it sets a totally different tone, doesn't it? Wow. It does. I've never heard that. And maybe I don't, maybe I need to ask this more often in my own school and the schools around me, but I going into this topic, I was going to share that my favorite part of those meetings is when everyone at the table shares the strengths of that student. Mm -hmm. And you see that student starting to sit up a little taller, a little taller. Like we get to do these meetings differently than what, how they're conducted in public schools by still following the law. We still get to do all these extra parts and pieces that we wish to do. But what you are describing reminds me of our dedication to having students self-advocate. So they are now very well prepared for and practice. If this is an annual meeting, they've done this a few times over time. And so now they graduate out of our schools. The profile of a graduate of these programs means that they can also self-advocate, which is necessary at the collegiate level when they go out and have to self-advocate for what they need according to their diagnosis and, and how that relates to their academics at the university level. So uh, Jill, we they, are equipping kids. We are equipping kids. And what they've done then over time is they've really engaged in that metacognitive process mm-hmm. of understanding what they need, how to ask for it, then what that looks like. My own child started participating in those meetings when he was in fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So when you really start those self-advocacy lessons mm-hmm. very early on, definitely. And I would say my, my son definitely knew how to self-advocate in, in high mm-hmm. school for sure, because we did that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is the type of skills all students need, right? So this yes. is my master's research was published on this about, I don't even think you know this, Colleen, but it was about metacognition and how to self-advocate for yourself as a writer. <laughs> like what mistakes do you commonly make? How do you talk about the way you write so that you can advocate to your teacher about what you need in order to have a paper edited because us as adults don't still don't even know what our common errors are. Right. So you're taking that concept and bringing it to a really important meeting that happens for students with 504s and IEPs. And so, so that we can connect conduct the right paperwork in order to serve them in Catholic schools. There might be listeners who don't understand all those differences. And I don't want you to put you on the spot, Colleen, but do you mind talking about that a little bit, how we do this differently in Catholic schools? It's because an IEP, a legal IEP that goes through the public school system, student is tested in the public school system, the IEP is written and it may require some therapies, some speech therapy, some OT, some, you know, very specific accommodations and sometimes modifications that Catholic schools don't have the resources for the access to. Mm -hmm. And so they have to work. So if the family chooses to not go with the public school, they come to the Catholic school and they say, well, this is what my child needs, but I understand you don't have a speech therapist or an occupational therapist, or sometimes even a licensed special educator on staff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So here's what we can do as a Catholic school. That's what the Catholic accommodation plan becomes. And it, it does look more like a five, five Oh fours are easier to adapt course, because they right. don't usually involve those therapies. But that's why I said the, the parents have responsibilities, the teachers do, the student does. And sometimes those responsibilities are, well, outside of school, the student may need to access 
speech therapy or, you know, a, a different kind of counselor that we don't have at the high school. And that's just an agreement that's made question. You have a question. I have a question and, <laughs> and I don't want to put you on the spot again, but it is my understanding then that if a student with an IEP then enrolls in a Catholic school or that, you know, they have the IEP paperwork, but then they come to Catholic school and they need certain therapies. It is that LEA's job the public school's job to still provide some of those therapies, or they can work in conjunction with a Catholic school to provide those. And I, and I'm saying that because I have positive experiences with advocating with a family for those services mm-hmm. for, for some of those therapies. And I know that's a loaded question. We can't do on yeah. this quick of a podcast, but our job in Catholic schools then as teachers, as special educators, as administrators is to be able to walk alongside this pathway with families so that we can advocate for the right things for kids. And that's different from, I mean, we're going off on a tangent because we're talking I know. about kids self-advocating. You, there, the, bell, really like, the bell just oh, rang oh, on you. Sorry. And so <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I can even answer that question. So we're going to have to do part two of this podcast <laughs> when we're back in the lounge another day, wanting to talk about this topic. Okay, Joel. Okay. Because as you know, there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try. Uh, We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to catholicteacherslounge.com to share. Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. And we will see you next time.